Al, January is over, but apparently it decided to end with a bang. Yeah, no kidding. So we got to talk about more game acquisitions. <laughs> and also some other stuff that's less... Because that would be a it would be a very dreadful episode if it was just all. Uh, <laughs> uh, hello, welcome to this week's episode of the seasonal anime checkup. OVA is episode two six seven. I'm Jared, joined as always by Dachau and Ladium. Hello. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. We're gonna talk about some vid games. Yeah. But first, we gotta talk about the news. Breaking news. Glad Al remembered the uh, the the news song. <laughs> <laughs> Very important. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Do my best. It's true. Um. Yes. Uh, what was like two weeks ago? Microsoft. And Activision was a thing. Uh, we talked about it a little bit ago, but I don't even remember. Time is fake, so. Time is fake. You were right. But uh, this week, Sony is in the news now. Yep. As they have acquired Bungie. Mm-hmm. For a total, uh, or I guess are planning to acquire Bungie. So we, all should, we also should uh, always mention that. These are not official official yet. Correct. Uh, but they are planning to acquire Bungie for a grand total of $3.6 billion. It's a lot of money. I still can't even imagine that amount of money. Like, No. That's just incomprehensible to me. It is very incomprehensible. So yeah, Bungie will be now under Sony. Um, Sony, of course, as of now, are saying, "Hey, you know, they're they're still able to self-publish. They could be multi-platform." Mm -hmm. But of course, you know, that is lip service for now, and eventually, that's probably going to change. Um, yeah, they'll still be working on Destiny Two, which I believe has like an expansion coming out this month. They're working on a new game of some sort, and I believe also they said like them going to Sony was beneficial because they want to like branch out into other medium. Including like movies and stuff like that. Oh God. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people also were like, "Oh, this is a response to Microsoft buying Activision." It's like, no, that's not how this works. No, <laughs> these, these these have been in the works for months. So this is more in line, probably, with like Bethesda. a response to yeah, Bethesda getting bought out. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Anyways, it's a response to Bethesda more so than Activision Blizzard. Because these take uh, a long time to figure out. They do take a long time to figure out. And, like, obviously, again, they're not complete, so it's still going to take a bit more time. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's not like Microsoft said, Activision Blizzard, and Sony's like, what are we going to do? Pick up the phone. We're putting, we're throwing money at Bungie. <laughs> yeah, like, that's that's not how it worked. No. Um, I believe Sony has also mentioned that they have more acquisitions in the pipeline, which is not a good sign whatsoever. Nope, nope, not happy about that. It's uh, it's not good. It's not good around these parts. I don't, I don't like this. No. No, it's very, Me very either. bad. 
when when this is happening a lot. This is not a good thing for the industry. No, 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 no. <laughs> but of course, you know, there will be people out there who think video game corporations or sports teams and have to root for them in that way and be like, yeah, we got him. We got him. We saved you, Bungie. My God, it is so frustrating to see all of that like weird nonsense on, on Twitter.com. Um, because you'll see just like stupid people in comments um, just completely unrelated to things that they're talking about. They're like, Sony needs to get Capcom, Sony needs to get Konami, Sony needs to get Square Enix in response to what Microsoft's doing. It's like, how about none of this happens and y'all just shut up? <laughs> how about that? And Microsoft's um, got to stop that junk too. All um, y'all quit it. Like, stop it. Stop it. Like, I, I, ugh, I just hate it. It's so frustrating. Like, I, 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 I don't like this direction that's happening right now. No. It's icky. It's very not good and very uh, foreboding. Yes. I must agree with you, my friend. Very spooky. Um, Bungie had been independent for a good little bit after they got out of their like, 10-year exclusivity deal with Activision. So... They had not gotten out of that. They would have just been locked up back with Microsoft again, which would right, have been right, right. interesting. <laughs> yeah, that would have been interesting. Hey, you guys want to come back and work on Halo? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Um, well, I'm glad that Sony finally got their Halo killer. Coming soon, Bungie, <laughs> Bungie's kill zone. Woo. <laughs> uh... The only way to cope with this is just to make bad jokes about it. Yeah, I mean, basically, and it's so depressing. But what can you do? Suffer. Well, I'm already doing that, but yeah, continue to suffer more, I guess. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I just remember like Bungie like made a stink about like being under under different companies and it's like what are you doing i mean 3.6 billion dollars is a lot of money that's you know you're not wrong and that's chump change compared to the other two big acquisitions that happened in january correct so Wait, what's the other one uh take two getting zynga for 12.7 oh, right, right. billion right, right right i forgot about that Chump change. It's bad when you have to say $3.6 billion is chump change. <laughs> That's so upsetting. But yeah. This one, obviously, I don't think is like as groundbreaking or as, you know, big as the Activision Blizzard acquisition from Microsoft is. Right. But it's still a pretty big deal. Yeah. A lot of money being moved, potentially. And uh, yeah. Not a good sign Thanks. for the industry. Thanks, I hate it. Thanks, I hate it, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah, like, there's not a whole lot we can really talk about with this because it's like Bungie's been making Destiny and that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, we, we, 
mainly said a lot of uh of what we felt about this last time we talked about it with microsoft yeah. so like not to beat a dead horse but this sucks yeah essentially that's it um but let's move on to some games that i played recently we're gonna talk about first up a game you've played in the past several times a game I played in the past, kind of. I owned it, but then I just never beat it, mm-hmm. which isn't surprising. Um, the Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening, mm-hmm. the Game Boy version, not the GBC version, not the Switch version, the original Game Boy version, which I played on the Zelda Game and Watch, mm-hmm. which we both which is, have. Yeah, which is an interesting little platform. I think. Um, it's a good screen on that. Like those games look really nice on it. Mm-hmm. It's just maybe not the best handheld to play games like long term on. <laughs> For someone with bigger hands like I do, it's just like it gets painful after a while. You're just like, ow, <laughs> my hands hurt. Yeah, I don't have that problem. Yeah, um, you got small baby hands. I have small baby hands. It's like the one time the small baby hands are beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like, I haven't really had a problem, but um, it is very bizarre that they didn't do the GBC version of it, though. I So, I, I also thought that, but then, like, I saw screenshots of the Game Boy Color version. I was like, this this kind of looks like <laughs> So, maybe it's like a good else? thing. I don't know. I feel like some of those colors are just not good. Oh, no. That, that could just be me. Either way. Um, I mean, you're not really missing out a whole lot with the Game Boy Color version where you get, like a bonus dungeon and like a few extra items here and there. Right. So it is what it is. Um, before we get dive into what I thought about this game and also like, you know, your thoughts about it. Cause you've played it before. Yeah. We'll yeah. talk about development of this game. Okay. Cause that might be interesting. It's probably the only time we're actually going to talk about this game. So <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, Link's Awakening began as an unsanctioned side project. Programmer Kazuaki Morita created a Zelda-like game with one of the first Game Boy development kits, and he used it on used it to experiment with the platform's capabilities. Other staff can't talk. Other staff members of the Nintendo Inter- Entertainment Analysis and Development Division joined him after hours and worked on the game in what seemed to, to them like an after-school club. The results of these experiments with the Game Boy started to look promising. Following the 1991 release of the Super Nintendo video game The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past, director Takashi Tezuka asked for permission to develop a handheld Zelda game. He intended it to be a port of A Link to the Past, but it evolved into an original game. The majority of the team that had created A Link to the Past was reassembled to advance this new project. Altogether, it took them one and a half years to develop Link's Awakening. I had not heard that like this game started as just like a bootleg <laughs> yeah i didn't either that's interesting and then there's like all right i guess we'll just make this thing i don't know <laughs> sure all right <laughs> i mean you already put this much work into it yeah let's just make it official tezuka reco- recalled that the early freeform development of link's awakening resulted in the game's unrestrained content such as the unauthorized cameo appearances of characters from the mario and kirby series I like that they they call them unauthorized. unauthorized. <laughs> like they just <laughs> snuck them in there and were like, I don't know, maybe someone will find out after the game's released. But at that point, who cares? It's too late. <laughs> but also, it's the same company, <laughs> right? So it's not like it's like some other company stealing like Mario characters and stuff. <laughs> it's Nintendo property, right? 
Uh, oh my god. A link to the past scriptwriter Kensuke Tanabe joined the team early on and came up with the basis of the story. Tezuka sought to make Link's Awakening a spin-off, and he gave Tanabe instructions to omit common series elements such as Princess Zelda, the Triforce Relic, and the setting Hyrule. As a consequence, Tanabe proposed his game world idea of an island with an egg on top of a mountain. Eggs are big. Mm-hmm. Real in in 1991. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tezuka recalled that it felt as though they were making a parody of The Legend of Zelda rather than an actual Zelda game. Huh. Later on, Yoshiaki Koizumi, who had previously helped with a plot with the plot of a Link to the Past, was brought into the team. Koizumi was responsible for the main story of Link's Awakening, providing the idea of the island in a dream, and conceived the interactions with the villagers. Link's Awakening was described by series producer Eiji Aonuma as the first Zelda game with a proper plot, which he attributed to Koizumi's romanticism. Tezuka intended the game's world to have a similar feeling to the American television show Twin Peaks, which, like Link's Awakening, features characters in a small town. <laughs> all right wow that's not something i expected to come up but all right, right. he suggested that the characters of link's awakening be re- written as suspicious types akin to those in twin peaks a theme which carried over into later zelda titles tanabe created these odd characters he he, he was placed in charge of the sub events of the story and wrote almost all the character dialogue with the exception of the owls and the wind fishes lines Tanabe implemented a previous idea of the world ending when a massive egg breaks on top of a world. This idea was originally meant for A Link to the Past. Tanabe really wanted to see this idea in a game and was able to implement it in Link's Awakening as the basic concept. I feel like they were just like, they all got high one day and just like, I don't know, you, Twin Peaks is cool, right? Like, what if we made it a Zelda game? <laughs> maybe they just got high watching Twin Peaks. I mean, maybe. And like, what if Zelda... Also, I like how the, they got the Switch guy to come in and be like, hey, you, you like you like dreams? <laughs> I'm going to snap for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this snap real popular in like 20 years. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Masanao Arimoto and Shigefume Hino designed the game's characters while Yoichi Kotabe served as illustrator. Save for the opening and ending, all pictures in the game was, were drawn by Arimoto. Yasahisa Yamamura designed the dungeons, which included the conception of rooms and routes, as well as the placement of enemies. Shigeru Miyamoto, who served as producer of Link's Awakening, did not provide creative input to the staff members. Bravo. (laughs) However, he participated as a game tester, and his opinions greatly influenced the latter half of development. Boo! Game tester. I love that that's what he was... Game tester. Yeah, he's got this QA tester in here. No big deal. Yeah, yeah, just... Just see if we find any bugs, buddy. Have fun. <laughs> uh, the music for Link's Awakening was composed by Minako Hamano, Kozue Ishikawa, for whom it was their first game project, and Kazumi Totaka, who was also responsible for the sound programming and all sound effects. As with most Zelda games, Link's Awakening includes a variation of the recurring overworld music. The staff credit theme, Yume o Miru Shimae, was later arranged for orchestra by Yuka Sujioko and performed at the Orchestral Game Music Concert 3 in 1993. Super Smash Bros. Brawl includes a remix of the game's Tall Tale Heights theme, which has since returned in subsequent Super Smash Bros. titles. Uh, in an interview about the evolution of the Zelda series, Alnuma called Link's Awakening the quintessential isometric Zelda game. At another time, he stated that had the game not come after A Link to the Past, Ocarina of Time would have been very different. Hmm. Tezuka stated that he prefers the game over A Link to the Past as he enjoyed the challenge of making a similar game on lower-spec hardware. Several elements from Link's Awakening were reused in later Zelda titles. For example, programmer Morita created a fishing and minigame that reappeared in Ocarina of Time, among others. 
Tanabe implemented a trading system, Tezuka compared it to the Japanese straw millionaire folktale, in which someone trades up from a piece of straw to something of greater value. This concept also appeared in most sequels. So there you go. Uh, mm -hmm. And then also they did like the Game Boy Color re-release enhancement re -release. thingy. Uh, it features color graphics. It's backwards compatible with the original Game Boy. Mm -hmm. uh, contains a new optional dungeon with unique enemies and puzzles based on color. Due to this, the dungeon cannot be accessed on the earlier non-color Game Boy models. Uh, after, after you beat that dungeon, you get the red or blue tunic, which increases your attack or defense. The DX version also allows players to take photos after the player visits a camera shop. Its owner will appear in certain locations throughout the game. And then you get a bunch of photos. Like They're like all weird. <laughs> yes. Uh, what else is there? Uh, for Link's Awakening DX, Tezuka returned as project supervisor with Yoshinori Tsuchiyama as the new director. Nobuo Matsumiya collaborated with Tsuchiyama on applying changes from the original script. For example, hint messages were added to the boss battles. And for the new dungeon, Yuichi Ozaki created a musical piece based on Kondo's dungeon theme from the original Legend of Zelda. Uh, it was the DX version was released on the 3DS, on the as for the Virtual Console and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and then the HD remake for the Switch was released in 2019, and then the game was also, like we said, re-released on the Game and Watch in November of 2021. And we both have that. We both have that. Also, like you could use the birthday. Game Boy printer with the DX version. Well, to print out those pictures. Fancy. It's true. Uh, Link's Awakening was also the top-selling Game Boy game of August 1993. Helped boost Game Boy sales 13% in 1993. It was made that made that Nintendo one uh, one of Nintendo's most profitable years in North America at that point. It had sold 3.83 million units by 2004. The DX version sold another 2.2 million units. Uh, the virtual console release of it was the top-selling downloadable Nintendo 3DS game of 2011, selling over 338,000 units, or an estimated $2.3 million in gross revenue. <laughs> so, yeah. I So, I kind of, like, know about the story of this game, because, you know... Knowing you, obviously, and being on yes. the internet and everything. Yes. It's, it's hard not to know the story of this game and just, like, all the weirdness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so nothing in this game kind of, like, really surprised me. Um, I guess it's... I think it's weird that, like, they don't really talk about this in here, but, like... Technically, this is, like, a quasi-sequel to Link to the Past. Right? No, it's a straight-up sequel to Link to the Past. Okay. So I didn't know if like it was like that was like a like a wink and nod type of thing, or if they were like considering this like a hey, this is a this is afterwards. So I mm -hmm. guess if you wanna if you wanna play this straight, mm -hmm. we have a link to the past, and then mm -hmm. here on the timeline it splits into two. Not it doesn't split into two, but there's two different games that split off of Link to the Past. I guess it's technically three, but we're gonna go with two here. Actually, we'll go with all three. So you have a Link's Awakening at the mm -hmm. top here. On the yes. bottom is a Link Between Worlds. Yeah. And then in the middle, the Satellaview game. Um, also, the Oracle games come off Link to the Past, too. Yeah, we don't talk about the Oracle games, though. Well, I'm just saying it's all the same Link except for Link Between Worlds. That's a different Link. But otherwise, all of that is the exact same Link. But I like to imagine that 
the Satellaview game happens while Link is like sleeping <laughs> and having this weird dream. I mean, it makes sense because like, oh yeah, he's he's away, he's on a journey or something like that. So I mean, like, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it fits. Everyone it, else is like not there, so this tracks. So yeah, um, this if you've played any of the Game Boy Game Boy Color games, like such as the Oracle games or this. You know, it plays basically as you would expect. Um, don't play the Oracle games. Don't play the Oracle games. No matter what people will tell you, those games what? suck. They're bad. Um, it's cool. Like, like obviously, from a technical standpoint, it's really neat that they were able to like get a Zelda style, like Link to the Past style game of that big scope and nature on such a tiny handheld, such as the Game Boy at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a real interesting technical, you know showcase yeah yeah yeah. Um, it's very impressive i still think these games kind of play real weird like the idea of like switching between items all the time i don't think is all that great i will say like this is easily the best game boy game boy color zelda game Mm -hmm. out of those three but it's like that's not saying that's not saying much (laughs) but it is i would say certainly better than the oracle games for sure yes Um, i agree with you I feel like uh, the most surprising thing is just like, even knowing th- how the story is and everything, like you know all of, like the, you know, how it ends, going into it, and like everything like leading up to it and all that sort of stuff. The story still kind of f-ed up. Yep. <laughs> this is like what the heck. <laughs> this is real messed up. Because <laughs> you have like the enemies all being like, "Yo, if you you." wake up the the wind fish like you're all the everything here's gonna go disappear you're gonna yeah. kill off all these people yeah <laughs> and then the owl's is like hey gotta keep going come on let's go get all these get all the stuff come on <laughs> and it's like am i am i the villain here <laughs> are we the baddies are we the bad guy here i mean kind of yeah i mean the, the thing is is that like the question is does does Link stay completely unconscious for ever, or does he wake up and destroy an entire town of people? Yeah, like, and it's kind of a, a what's the the train problem called? Is it just called the train problem? I th- there might be a word for it, but I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah I do know. That's exactly what I was thinking. Divert the train tracks or no? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. It is. Um, I will say I, there was a couple of things I liked about you know this game compared to some of the other games. Like, um, they have like a lot of like the the items are kind of recycled from like a link to the past and stuff like that. Yes. Um, where you have like magic powder and you have a magic wand instead of like a fire and ice wand, they just kind of like combine it into one. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but I, I do like how this game just doesn't have magic meter, so you can just, like, spam that stuff if you want. <laughs> and it just doesn't matter. Um, All of the, the weird Nintendo references are just so bizarre, but kind of charming at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are there Goombas in this game? Why are there Thwomps <laughs> in this game? It's like, what is happening? It's like, I don't know, but I'll take it, sure. It's weird. <laughs> There's a chain chop in there too, right? Yeah, you get to you get to walk that chain chop around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just weird. <laughs> um, I mean, it is a fever dream, so. Yeah. 
You're not wrong. It's just interesting. It's an interesting game. Like, I think it's, you could say it's way more interesting than the Oracle games in terms of just, like, how, what it does with story. Um, how it's, like... I mean, obviously, they're basically both the same thing, but I think, like, you know, the Oracle games were made by Capcom, and this was made by Nintendo proper. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have basically kind of, like, the same design motif and styles and all that sort of stuff. But, right. You know, it was a, I had a decent time with this game. Good. I think it's a like, like it's like I don't think it's like necessarily a top tier Zelda game. I think it's probably in that middle tier, or like you know, around like Ocarina Time, essentially. Yeah. Throw it in like around there. I think when we did our big Zelda list, it was basically there on that list, and I think that's mm-hmm. probably a good spot to put it. But you know, I thought I had a decent time just playing that game before bed for like a couple of weeks and just like going through it and everything. So, you know, it was a decent little th- little time. Like, obviously, like I, like I said, I don't, there's some stuff like I'm just like kind of eh on, but there's also mm-hmm. stuff in there that I'm like, no, this is all right. This is decent. It's a decent game. It's, it's definitely not my favorite. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a fun game. Um, mm-hmm. I've played it a few times. It's probably one of my least played Zelda games. Um, besides like the Oracle games. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I mean, it's it's not a bad game. Um, you know, I was thinking like we're talking about dreams and like having huge impacts on the world. It's like, huh? I wonder if Link's Awakening had any impact on Final Fantasy X. <laughs> but that would be strange, right? I mean, stranger things have happened. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo getting high and. Deciding to make a Zelda Twin Peaks. <laughs> that's that's wild. <laughs> real wild. Um. Also, like, I think it's real wild as well that like the final boss of this game is just like two thirds of it is just a redux of Link to the Past. Yeah. Where you fight Aganon and then Ganon in the <laughs> forms from a Link to the Past, <laughs> which is just like what? <laughs> this is I- wild. I mean, this, this this teenager probably has a lot of trauma. It's true. <laughs> this is just his PTSD talking. But it's still just wild that there's like, hey, do you remember the these two fights from that other game? Mm-hmm. Well, here you go. <laughs> Have at it again. You want to do them again? And it, you're doing them the exact same way you would do those in that in, in like in those games. It's wild. Um, but yeah, interesting game. Interesting learning about this game, I think, as well, from this. Yeah, I did not know that Twin Peaks was an inspiration for it. Or that it was just a bootleg game before. Or that it was a bootleg game. All right, I guess we're going to make this now. I mean, Miss Pac-Man was a bootleg game, so, like, you know, some pretty iconic games come out of people just shooting the Just around. Yeah, basically. Um, I was going to say something, and now I'm blanking on what I was going to say. Uh, I don't remember. I do not remember. That's frustrating. Don't be frustrated. I just don't remember what I was going to say. I, it, no. Pfft, no. No. I was trying to, like, think back of, like, what were we talking about? And it just... Pfft. 
Out the brain. <laughs> oh, well. It happens. I'll probably remember it once I stop recording. I'll be like, ah! I meant to say this. It was probably very profound. It probably was not very profound. I mean, maybe it was. I am trying to be careful to not say the platform of this game, though, because of a certain someone in the house that is sleeping right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The Game Boy. Exactly. So I can say it because he can't hear you. He He can't can't hear me. He can't hear you. He can hear me. And he'd be like, eh, 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 eh? You want me? What? Hello? Hello, I'm here. (laughs) Hello, I'm Gremlin. Yeah, it's, it's a fine game. Yeah. I thought, like, considering, like, I know your opinions on it, like, it could have been worse. It definitely could have been worse. And especially because of what we, you know, we went through with the Oracle games. But, you know, coming out <sighs> of it, I was just like, eh, this is all right. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. You got very excited. <laughs> um, Link's Awakening got um, representation in Hyrule Warriors on the Switch as well. <laughs> just... Yeah, but what about the 3DS version? <laughs> Not that version. No. Actually, it probably did and then like got to be in the Switch because of the... But I don't remember exactly the timeline of how that worked. But um, anyway, Marin's in that one. I've barely played as her, though. I mean, I, what, what does she do? Just sing at people? I don't actually know what her moveset is um i think that she like has some weird weapons she just throws musical instruments at people she's got like a a flower at one point i think all right yeah hmm uh da 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 yeah she was a dlc character Physical similarities to Princess Zelda from the original game. See Lily's Bell. She's a talented musician, singer, dancer. Yes, yes, yes. Move set. Um, yeah, so see Lily Bell. She plays with bells. Okay. Her, cool. her weapons are bells. Um, so ding, that's. Ding, ding, ding. Sure. Hey, there's the windfish. Hi, windfish. What's up? But I don't actually know what her moveset is because I have barely played as her. Yeah. Also, you haven't played that game in a while, probably. So that's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, you are correct. <laughs> you are correct. I have not. Um, she was actually DLC for the the 3DS version, but probably barely functional. <laughs> I mean, I didn't buy DLC, I don't think, for that game, so... I, why would you? It it barely ran. Because it's great. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, also, I did not get the secret ending, so shame on me. Oh, no. I don't even remember what it takes to get the secret ending. Don't die. Oh, well. Yeah. I saw a picture of it, and I was like, all right, cool. Yay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That is the thing. So yeah, that's a Link's Awakening. Yep. Do you think you'll ever play that Switch version? I've thought about it. 
Um, maybe, maybe if it, I mean, it's a Nintendo game, so you got to pay it's a Nintendo, Nintendo game, tax. so it'll never go sale. But like, yeah. if it ever goes on like a decent price, maybe it's a good looking game. It is a very good looking game. I, I, I love the art style. I think it's super cute. I have the Amiibo for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it's just this game. At the it's end of just the day. that game at the end of the day, and like, like I said, I don't hate that game. Like, I don't think it's a bad game. But it's also not one that I'm like, oh man, I gotta play this. Woo. Or like, like you're call. dying to replay. Right, right, right. So, you know, it. If I ever see it go on super sale, then I probably will. Yeah. But um, until then, or if I'm gifted it, I would. Right. But I don't know, like, who would think to to gift that, like. I don't think my mom would think to do that. <laughs> Especially because it's already been out for like two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she wouldn't think like, oh man, a Zelda game she doesn't have. What? Like that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's Link's Awakening. He awakens. He, and he, he's he, like, well, that was a weird dream. And then murders a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go watch Twin Peaks. <laughs> Woo! Have my PTSD and then go do a, some other adventures with Woo. more games and eventually have some kind of reincarnation that does some of my other quests again ish. Woo! Yay! Where in the Hyrule story does it talk about Twin Peaks? I wonder. You know what? It probably would have done better than what it is if I agree. If it had talked about Twin Peaks. If only. If only. So yeah, there's that's that's Link's awakening. Mm-hmm. He is awakened, and now he can go nap again without falling into a dream world. Hopefully. I. Every time I hear the word awaken, um, I think of the Death Clock song from Metalocalypse. That's a very you sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like death meddling in my brain when I hear that certain that word. Oh, man. Yay. Anyways. Anyways. Let's talk about another game. A new game. A new game? That just came out only a week ago. I have not played this one. You have not played this one. Uh, the latest Pokemon game came out. Pokemon. That is a very big departure from the rest of the series. Essentially. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, or if, look, Nintendo PR doesn't even understand how to pronounce the last word. It, they like they're like it's Arceus or Arceus. <laughs> we don't know. Um, but I've heard more people say Arceus, so I'm gonna go with that. Arceus is how I pronounce it. Yeah. Um. This is a weird game. Is it? It's a weird game. This is a Pokemon Isekai. Okay. Where at the very beginning of this game, you are just warped back in time. <laughs> uh, essentially, this is a prequel to Diamond and Pearl, so like it's the same region as that, but obviously okay. it's far back in time. Um, I knew I would be interested in this game when I watched the uh, the launch trailer for this, and the launch trailer basically opens up with like, "You're in a world where Pokemon are." F- <laughs> What? 
Yeah, so like obviously this is like the pat like the long time ago in the past, so like people in Pokemon are not like buddy buddy yet. Right. Like there are people in this like village that you like live in are that are terrified of Pokemon. And it doesn't help that like the Pokemon in this game are out to f- murder you. Cool. They want to kick your so like, I also want to kick my ass, so I get I mean, it. Yeah, exactly. Like, Unlike, you know, the, the, the normal Pokemon formula, like, this is kind of open-world-ish. Like, you get to run around giant, like, pieces of this, uh, this, uh, this, this world. Not really giants, like, you get, like, just set pieces, essentially. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can go kind of wherever you want within the boundaries of the, the area, essentially. And there are some Pokemon who will you'll run around. And they'll be like, eh, whatever, who cares? Like, hey, what's up? How's it going? <laughs> and there's some Pokemon you'll run into, and they'll be like, all right, we're gonna f- throw down, <laughs> and they will attack you, not your Pokemon, you. That's mean. And if you take enough hits, you will black out, and you have to get rescued. <laughs> oh my god. And you leave some stuff behind that someone else has to go pick up. Oh my god. Yeah, the Pokemon don't f- around in this game. They are, they want to beat your. And it's cool as So yeah, like, considering this is like, they they basically switch up the whole formula with this game and everything, like, you know, a lot of this game isn't centered around the idea of you going around and being the Pokemon champion. Like, there's no gyms in this game. Like, that concept just does not exist. You are literally going around and trying to create the first ever Pokedex. So, like, you are going around having to, like, research these Pokemon, and, like, by filling out the Pokedex, you basically, like, increase a Pokemon-specific, like, research level, and, like, you do that by, like, fighting them, by catching them, by doing specific moves or seeing specific moves done on you, and then you fill that out, and you get, like, research points that makes you, like, a, you get, uh, those points go into, like, a ranking level, and that ranking will, like, let you get more crafting, or crafting recipes, let you do more items. That's how you were able to like, um, use higher level Pokemon or have them like listen to your commands and all that sort of stuff. Similar to how the previous games were like, you know, you go to the gyms and getting those badges will be like, oh, now you can have level fifty Pokemon listen to you and all that sort of stuff. This is more tied to like, you know, you do enough research on the Pokedex, more Pokemon will start listening to you and all that sort of stuff. Um, like I mentioned earlier, there's crafting in this game. You have to craft your own, like, potions and Pokeballs and all that sort of stuff. There's, like, like the, the berries that usually you would give Pokemon in the other games to, like, you know, have them hold it to heal themselves in battle and stuff like that. You can throw that out for a wild Pokemon and, like, have it eat it and try and use that to sneak up on it and stuff like that. Um, obviously, this is a going to be a very prominent and, you know, common... Uh, game that it this game is um what's the word i'm looking for compared to mm-hmm. but there is a lot of breath of the wild in this video game where it is a lot of you going around to like these specific areas because like, you'll open up various areas as you progress the story and everything and you know everything is kind of just open up to you at once if you want to like obviously there's there's traversal things where you can't get to certain places at the very beginning because like you'll need specific pokemon that you can like ride or do whatever to like get you up like mountains or help you fly or get you along the water and everything but for the most part you can kind of just go around to wherever you want 
at the very beginning is you going into specific areas and everything. So like it very much kind of like pushes you in this idea of like, go, go out and explore, see all the, the new Pokemon you can go find, go catch those new Pokemon and everything, you know, see, all, see what you can go find over in this little area or this little area and everything. So it kind of, it does really evoke those like feelings that breath of the wild gives you of being like, I don't know, let's go, go explore, go find stuff, mm-hmm. go, go see what's over there. And I really enjoyed that because like, it really kind of brought me back to that game. And it's like, it's something that you don't really have. It's not really an experience you get from like the, the other mainline Pokemon games. Cause they are, you know, right. Linear in a way of like, you know, you're going from area to area and it's all story progression based and all that sort of stuff, which this does have as well. Like you can't go to like the final area at the very beginning of the game. Cause like, it's just not unlocked or anything. But like I said, like once you eventually like get to a new area, like it's all, you're able to go pretty much wherever you want if you want to. If you want to just like get to that area and just ignore the story for two hours and go catch Pokemon, you're free to do that. And it's a, it's a really cool idea, and it's wild to see a Pokemon game kind of doing this sort of stuff. I'm just thinking of the, you see that mountain, you can go to it thing. I mean, yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's not wrong. But with Pokemans. Yeah, you'll go see, you'll run into a Pokemon and be like, oh god, this thing's gonna kill me. <laughs> Murder me! Um, there's a there's a new concept in this game called Alpha Pokemon, which is just like a regular Pokemon, but big. Oh god. But also it's like way higher level than probably the other normal Pokemon are. And they are very uh, aggro focused. So like they will come after you if you are getting in their way. And they want to mess you up. Like, in the first area, there's, like, a level 40 Rapidash. That's an alpha version of it. And it's just big. And this is, like, when you're, like, level 5. So, like, you go exploring too far. And then, like, you run into that thing. And it's like, "Uh uh-oh. I ran into that thing and started battling it. It was, like, level 40. I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Immediately just started running away. (laughs) So, that's very Xenoblade-ish. Yes, that is another thing that people were, like, because I think this game kind of got out early ahead of its release, and there were people who had gotten it early being like, this game is kind of like Xenoblade in that way, where like, you know, every all your enemies are out on the field, and there are big versions of enemies that like, you cannot go fight right away if you want to like, you know, not die immediately. Mm-hmm. So I thought like that was like an interesting like comparison to make as well, and it, it, it is a good comparison to make. Obviously there's no like level 100 dinosaurs that are going to you know fuel your anger throughout the entirety of the story <laughs> that you want to go back and destroy but <laughs> so you exact your revenge by getting high enough level to destroy it multiple times yeah exactly you know as you do so yeah like it, the xenoblade comparison is also pretty apt um interesting uh, catching in this game is also different. Like you don't have to go into battle to catch Pokemon as you normally would. Um, mm-hmm. There's like basically you can like sneak up on Pokemon and like throw balls at their back, and that gives you like an advantage to try and catch it or anything, or just like run at it and just like <laughs> huck balls at it as much as you want. Um, but like the way to do it is basically like there's like these little like patches of grass that you can like hide in, like crouch down and hide in, and like stealth your way to like trying to catch Pokemon. So, like, that's an interesting way to do it. You can also, like, go into battle and do it that way as well. Like, it's not like they just completely remove that out of there. Um, right. That is also an option, but, like, it is easier to do it this way 
just because like you avoid battle, you get experience for catching them and everything. Um, and it's just it's interesting to do. Like the fact that you have to like craft Pokeballs means like you're going to carry like a bunch of balls around and just like you're gonna be hooking those things at various Pokemon. You're gonna be catching a lot of like the same Pokemon at once because you like you need to get that resource level up on it, you know, to get your ranks up and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's it's real interesting. It's real interesting. Uh, the story is kind of like all right. I, there's probably stuff <laughs> I'm missing because like I didn't play Diamond and Pearl. Mm-hmm. So like, there's probably parts of it that I'm like, eh. It is like you could de- like there was a there was a review that went up today that people got mad about because like I mentioned that like you can definitely look at this game with like a colonialism lens, and like that's Ooh. that is kind of true because like they basically talk about like the people who are like running this village are like yeah we just came to this village and uh, we just started to, we decided to start a village here and now we're branching out and kind of doing our own thing. There's these other clans that have been living here, but like you know we're just. We're building up this old village now and like going out and researching the Pokemon and doing our own thing and all that sort of stuff. Nothing weird here. <laughs> hmm. So you can yeah, definitely I look, can see that. You can look at it through that lens for sure. Um People are mad about that, you said? I'm sure they were. The capital G gamers were. are out and about. Of course they were. Why uh, wouldn't they be? I'll give you some brief brief spoilers here. So tune now for like okay. maybe a couple of minutes. Um, I've basically done everything in this game except for like the last thing you have to do is complete the Pokedex and that grants you the ability to capture Arceus. And I think that's mm-hmm. basically the end of the game. They don't really give you an explanation for like the Isekai stuff. Like, <laughs> nice. There is a character you fight at the very end that's kind of like your super boss equivalent, who's basically just like, yeah, I use this Pokemon to open the time rift to make these other Pokemon mad so I could bring forth Arceus because I feel like I'm the the one person who needs to be able to see Arceus and I want to recreate this world into something else. By the way, I, I don't know how you got here. That's, that's real weird. Anyways. <laughs> so like none of that's rectify it's just like i don't know i guess you're stuck here now and then like they also there's also another character that you run into in this game that also was basically in the same situation that you are where they're like yeah i came here from another world and like so like from the future where pokemon and people lived side by side they battled each other you like being a pokemon trainer was a was a thing to be and all that sort of stuff i don't know how i got here though but you know that's the thing so i thought that was a little weird that they like they don't ever like resolve that that is very bizarre. So, that's strange, but yeah. Hmm. It's a little weird, but like, I mean, the story itself is it's fine. It's a Pokemon story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of like the side characters they they make for you are are pretty decent. Um, have some fun interactions with you and the other characters and everything. Um, but like. It's, I don't think it's really the main reason you would be here for the for that. You're mostly here for like right. this new take on the Pokemon formula, and I think it does a pretty good job of reinventing the formula. Nice. That's exciting. Is, it's very exciting. Like I know a lot of people get mad about Pokemon games because that's the thing they have to do. Right. And I mean to be fair, like the, the formula of Pokemon games has relatively been unchanged for a good long while now. Right. It's been pretty much the same thing since, you know, the Game Boy games. 
So to have something come along like this that is similar-ish to those games, but does its whole other thing as well, is a welcome breath of fresh air for this series. And I would very much be interested in like seeing what they do with like this formula in like a, a second game or like whether or not they try and like use this for the next like actual mainline game. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, people kind of panicked with Breath of the Wild because, like, this isn't anything like Zelda game, blah, 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 blah. But, mm-hmm. like, it's a good video game. Yeah. So, like, it's not necessarily a bad thing when you try and do something different that you haven't been doing for 20 years. No, of course not. So, like, you know, experimentation can be fun and fine. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yes. Do something so that- new with your franchise. Cool. I'm glad that it worked out here. Yeah, it's 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 been like considering like the 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 whole of this game essentially is just like at the at the the end of the day you boil this concept down to like a singular focus is that this is just a collectathon. Mm-hmm. But they make it a fun collectathon. I like they make it. They so. make it intriguing to want you to go out and like go capture these Pokemon, complete this Pokedex, seek out all the stuff you haven't found yet. Like I've found like, or I've seen, I think like 170 of the 268 Pokemon. And I'm still like, yeah, I want to go out and see if I can find the rest of these. Like I'm still having a good time with this game, even though like I've technically beat the story. And now it's just me kind of just doing my own thing and like trying to fill out these side quests that I need to do or just filling out the rest of the Pokedex. Like, I'm just having a good time with that. That's great, though. Yeah. Not something I... Because usually when I play these games, I I go through the story, I do a little bit of the post-game stuff, and then pretty much I'm just done after that. Right. But with this, I'm just, like, still like, yeah, I want to keep going with this. I want to, you know, see all all the stuff. Keep hanging out with the Pokemans. Keep hanging out with these giant Pokemans. Do the fun stuff. Um, I guess I should also say, like, um, there's been some criticisms about, like, the performance and graphics of this game. Um, I haven't really seen much, like, performance issues. Like, maybe, like, a few slight hitches here and there in Docked. Supposedly, it runs better in handheld. And supposedly, like, looks a little bit better in handheld. Um, It looks fine. It looks like what you'd expect a Pokemon game to look like, considering that's how they their art style is and everything. Like, it's not gonna look like a first party Nintendo game because no other games on the Switch look like first party Nintendo games. Right. Let's be real. Right. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, also, there is like, there's no multiplayer in this game outside of trading. So there's no multiplayer battles or anything like that. Which for me, I do not care about because mm-hmm. like that's not something I'm going to do anyways. But, like, obviously, for people who want to, like, you know, battle their friends or do all that sort of stuff, like, that's going to be an issue. But, like, but also, like, the way this game is, like, there's such a, like, kind of lack of focus on trainer battles because, like, you do them so rarely in this, in the story of this game. So, like, it kind of makes sense that, like, they would go in the way that, like, yeah, we don't, we don't really care about doing trainer battles for online or stuff like that. Because, like, you're not doing a lot of those, like, trainer battles throughout the story like you do them here and there but like that's kind of it uh i guess another thing i should mention as well like there are actual boss fights in this game no where you have to like go like quell these frenzied pokemon and but to do so you have to like run around this little stage area that they'll set up for you and it's basically you like dodging all of their attacks and they will do some messed up attacks to you 
and like you have to like throw stuff at them to like kind of calm them down and like sometimes you'll throw your pokemon in there to fight them to continue to try and calm them down but essentially this is you against this giant pokemon who's just like flinging giant attacks at you and you're just like hopelessly dodging out of the way like that's terrifying it's wild that's terrifying it's something like just the way that they're able to make Pokemon like this idea of Pokemon into like, you know, subverting the idea of Pokemon we've had for twenty plus years now. Right. It's just oh, you know, Pokemon—they're the cuddly creatures. It's like no, <laughs> these guys are—they want to murder you. <laughs> they hate you. <laughs> Amazing. They're like humans, they suck. They're garbage. I mean, are they wrong? No, they're not wrong. It's, it's also because, like, this is the deep past, so, like, they probably just, like, they're like, oh, man, these people are stinky. stinky. <laughs> get away. <laughs> they're just attacking maybe, you to get away from, from you, from them. Like, maybe literally stinky. I mean, that's what I'm saying. They're literally stinky. Stinky? Well, not you, Maxwell. You're not stinky. He's like, what did I do? I'm not stinky. I just took a bath. I'm not a stinky boy. It's okay, buddy. I'm sorry. But yeah, this game seems pretty cool. I mean, that's exciting. Yeah. Yay. Like I said, like it's one of those things where you go into it and you're like a little apprehensive because you're just like, I, is this is this going to work? Right. Like you're betting the farm on you know making this whole new concept for a series that doesn't really do a whole lot of branching out, especially in like the mainline series. And lo and behold, they. Did something pretty neat. That's super cool. Yeah. So there you go. The Pokemans. The Pokemans. The Max, Pokemans you a Pokemon? are back in the news. <laughs> and they want to murder you. And they want to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Poker I mean, gang that, strikes again. Not that murder is funny, but <laughs> beats up fifteen year old kid, leaves him knocked out, stranded in the woods. <laughs> More at eleven. Oh my god. Hilarious. There you go. There's Pokemon. Pokemon. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Oh my god. I think that's gonna do it for this episode. It's gonna do for the episode. Yeah. Unless you want to like talk about something else. I got nothing. Maxwell being a Maxwell. Maxwell, are you being a Maxwell? Game Boy sleeping. Yeah, I don't know where he is. <laughs> That's scary. I know. He's gonna stand on the toilet again and be like, "Huh? Huh? Huh?" <laughs> he looks so confused. He's he's flirting with disaster. He really is. Little gremlin man. He's gonna fall in one day. Oh, he's gonna be so mad. So mad. And then he's gonna try it again because he's just, he's gonna be like, I I can do this. <laughs> I I can balance this time. And then fall in again. And be like, no, I've been thwarted. Why again. would you do this to me? No. Huh. What a little gremlin. Yep. Anyways. 
That's going to do it for this week's episode. So if you'd like more from us, head on over to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cools where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Jared Now Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup. You can buy our books, One Shiny Moment, a critical analysis of Love Life Sunshine and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And you can join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast early, and a wealth of bonus content as well. Next week, I hear love is in the air. Love is in the air. So Al's going to talk about Atome. Yep. Um... Dairoku is the name of the Atome. Gesundheit. Thank you. Appreciate that. So we will learn all about whatever these boys are up to in Al's new Atome and see where it lands on the, the Atome list. Yes, yes, yes. They are uh, mythical beings. We have a bunch of, you know, mythical guys and also your boss that you get to date. <laughs> You know, very normal stuff. Very normal. <laughs>